Nyctophobia, scotophobia, ligophobia, uh, as well as acluophobia, mm-hmm. are all the st- are all the fear of what? Uh, Don't think the names help you. I'm going to be honest. They are pretty vague. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to go with something that is a common uh-huh. fear, so that it gives me a better uh-huh. shot of there being that many names for no reason. Uh, blood. Nope. It is the darkness or uh, night. The phobic mm. is usually a child, but adults do suffer this phobia. Um, so right before we recorded, here here's how this went. Carson's like, I'm gonna eat a snack, and then and then I'll I'll be ready. And I'm like, Yeah, no worries. And then he sat there and he forgot to send me the link, and he didn't know he didn't send me the link. <laughs> so we were both just sitting here, yep. not recording. Yeah. And then, right before we started recording, the snack cart was an apple. Was an which apple. I'm slightly allergic to. Um, yeah. And I had a little cut in my mouth. So I'm like, I'm going to use a little bit of like numbing gel just so it helps yep. me, you know. But I missed when I tried to put it on. I accidentally hit my tongue. So you're going to be talking um, probably like this. So my tongue is actually numb yeah. right now. Not, well, you don't sound means. any different, thank God. But, you know, you do. Yeah. It might though, because I literally did it right before we hit yeah. play. So might it might actually make a enter. Um, yeah. Well, that's how the podcast is going today. But the good news is we're back on video. You guys can see our beautiful little faces again. Um, yeah, which is very funny that the episodes we didn't have video for were the ones we were both yeah. there together. Yeah. So it's like you could have just we could have been live. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we literally could have just been like, we're in the same room, right? Um, Be like, yeah. Man, my tongue really, like... <laughs> yeah, mine too. Mine too. Like, just not in the best shape to record. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. anyways. Uh, Jeff- Jesus, what is going on? Um, <laughs> it literally... Wait. How is that? Yeah, my tongue is getting progressively more numb as well. <laughs> Which is, this is a horror movie. Um, wait, let me just look at myself in. Oh, no, it looks good. No, that's okay. Just had to check that there wasn't like a big boil or. Great audio. Yeah. Um, your, how was your flight, Jeff? How's, how's it going in Florida? Yeah, the, you know, it was a Spirit Airlines uh-huh. flight. Uh, so I had my round trip airfare from Tampa to Chicago yeah. and back, ninety six dollars. Wow. Yeah, we talked about this. That's really um, saving yeah. money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, the way that I I did that, as everyone who is a frequent listener of this podcast knows, I'm really into packing. Yeah. So the thing with Spirit Airlines is you can only have an under the seat personal item yep. for that price, and then they would double the ticket mm-hmm. price. For just having a bag to put over yeah yeah so here i'll show you so i have a backpack that is like this uh-huh. size it's the it's the maximum personal item size you can put on wow lines. it looked yeah that's 10 days of clothes Je- i don't know if they can hear but um 
that's really nice that's i you were just away from the mic but that's a lot yeah, of yeah yeah i really yeah i'm not i forgot how podcasts work <laughs> we were really I was just, we're kind of yeah. rusty i was just saying i fit up 10 days of 10 days of clothes yeah bag. yeah um i know i forgot that my microphone's like actually good yeah now so that it doesn't pick up when i'm like a couple feet away from right. the mic like my old one it would just pick up every sound in my entire mm-hmm. house yeah you'd be like hear the dog <laughs> and like like you know 30 yeah. feet away let me just make sure my mic is okay. My levels are good. Um, there we go. I think we're warmed up now. We can officially start the podcast. Yep. Um, I have a opinion piece if we wanted to get into it. Well, actually, well, how was your how was your you know last few days? I hadn't seen you in a you know I'm glad you interrupted because the New York Times gave me a pop up and I had to subscribe to see our news item. So, um, mm-hmm. and now you're you're paying three dollars a month. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my last few days were pretty good. Been working a lot. Oh, I had, I threw a succession finale party, um, where... Oh, I saw the photo yeah, of that. I dressed up as Shiv, um, if you couldn't... Which, I have not seen not, Succession yet, so I don't know any of the yep. characters, but I assume that was a character she's, that wouldn't have made any sense if you just dressed up as a random person. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's actually in Freaks and Geeks, different character, different show. <laughs> um, no, yeah, she's one of the main characters, um... And I was in a, I built a tunnel in my apartment that was all pink and had balloons. Um, and if you didn't know, have I told you that what that means, Jeff, or no? Uh, I'm guessing. Rebirth. Yeah. So it, it's a vagina um, that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was a short film that I was like one of the first things I did mm-hmm. in Chicago, like months after moving there. Uh, the same exact premise. Mm-hmm. There was a. Uh, a guy who was making a film yeah. and they had a very um obvious like rebirth rebirth thing, thing where but the thing is they uh they shaved all their body oh hair oh my god for this Jesus scene christ yeah anyway yeah back to your thing. <laughs> well the thing about this is that it's um the that scene happens in uh at a birthday party for the main character kendall roy it's his birthday and the whole point is like you're now being birthed into the world of kendall roy and it's his mother's vagina, um, and his siblings are walking through it, so it's just really weird and stupid. Um, but I realized the party took place the same day as John Oppenheimer's birthday, um, so technically I built John's mom's vagina because um, this is his birthday party. <laughs> and that's what you you said. That and that's what I kept right? saying. Yeah, when they, when they arrived, they said this is weirdly enough. John's, John's the one vagina. that said it. He's like. Wait, so this is my mom's vagina. And I was like, oh, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess that's your mom's. The cadence was dead on for how John <laughs> Thank talks. you. I've always thought that I had a good John impression, and all my friends are like, that's not John. But he's like. Yeah, I I think the voice is kind of neutral, mm-hmm. but the way, like the mannerism yeah. and cadence you have dead Thank on. You. Thank you. I'm not going to do it again because I wasn't trying the first time, and when I start trying, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um. But the uh, the opinion piece that I found on New York Times that I can't open is just titled "Metaverse is here to stay." Um, it's coming, and the world is Didn't not. We, last time we did a, mm-hmm. a metaverse well, that's thing. Why well. I thought it was a good like you know let's let's loop back to it and we're a metaverse mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, well there's it Carson and Jeff in VR. This other one, uh, this is a different piece that looks more interesting. Why my NF 
No, I didn't. I didn't mean to ruin your. Mm -hmm. I feel like now you're switching pieces. That's not. I just. I made you feel. I'm bad really. About no, no, no. That. You really didn't. I just like. Okay. I, okay. I scrolled down a little bit and found one that is a lot funnier, and it's um by J Caspian Kang, and the the headline is why my NFT toad brought me joy, um. <laughs> Then it says, there's something funny about a digital amphibian who might one day pay for my retirement, but it's more than that. <laughs> I really yep. want to read that one, but they're not letting me once again. So, uh, yeah, I think we can just riff we can, off of We can NFTs, riff, off, riff off of that. Do you, ha, do you own any NFTs? I don't know. Request? I don't own it. Okay, I, I don't either. I don't think the... I'm not a crypto head by any means. Um, yeah. But the crypto thing, like digital currency, makes a little bit more sense to me than NFTs. NFTs, I'm like, I can see yeah. the appeal, but I will never participate. I think it's kind of silly, and I think it's bad for the environment. Yeah, and I think it's just, it's, it's hilarious <laughs> seeing people pay yeah. millions I, of dollars for a monkey. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the, the ones that are like the smoking apes uh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're like smoking a joint with sunglasses on. They're like, yeah. just just acquired this for $4 now, million. As I think completely tracks, <laughs> um, my brother Jared uh, is big into crypto. NFTs. And, uh, I believe owns an NFT. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's an NFT or he, but he owns a digital like ver like a racehorse. <clears throat> Yep, you've told me this. Like he, yeah. I think it might be an NFT. Yeah. yeah, it's like an NFT of a racehorse, and they race sometimes. Yeah. See, virtually. well, that yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> that's that's a little bit more yeah. useful than some NFTs. Um, but yeah, I I was gonna say like I have plenty of friends, close friends that have NFTs and that are into it, and it's like not a sly against them. I'm just like, not my thing. I don't think I'm gonna. It's the people yeah. that are like very I, public about it. You own cryptocurrency. I do have some some theory. I yeah. think we've mentioned this before. I think I mentioned have, it too yeah, much to be wanna... honest. <laughs> but I never yeah. get into yeah, it because I I made a few hundred bucks on cryptocurrency. I sold almost all mm -hmm. of it. I just like let the the earnings run, and now I'm like even if anything like happens, I get some money. If not, I don't lose. That's any what money. I'm saying. It's like not a huge gamble in my opinion. But this is not a yeah. crypto. Also, I wasn't putting like. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't putting like ten thousand dollars no, in yeah. anything. But like NFTs, I feel like the appeal of them for anyone that's out of touch is that you buy it for a lot of money, assuming it's gonna resell for a lot of money down the line. No one actually wants these drawings, I feel like. No. There's like a very small like percentage of people that are like, No, these are like real art. It's like the Mona Lisa. People usually buy them because they're like yeah. I'm gonna resell this for like double, but that's assuming right, which people not, are gonna want that. That's like a scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing is like a this like pyramid scheme exactly, where it's just like this ridiculous inflation that you assume mm -hmm. is gonna happen, and then like eventually someone is gonna lose a bunch of yeah. Money. But you just hope you're not that guy. You're just betting on yep. there being someone dumber than exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I'm like I I just don't think it's it's worth it. I there's no. Especially if you're like public about it, you you got to be crazy to post your monkey on Twitter. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what if we start Karstcast NFT? Don't even say that. People are gonna clip that. We're not even. No way. We're starting. <laughs> They're like yeah, one of a the kind. Number episodes. one NFT. Yeah. Yeah. Or the number one NFT is just your letterbox profile. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like they don't see. They wouldn't mm-hmm. own your profile. They would a own screenshot an image. of my profile. They would own. They would own the the rights to the digital signature of the screenshot. They don't even own the yeah. screenshot. They just own. They they just have an NFT that says they own the yeah. screenshot, but they don't actually own the real screenshot. Exactly. It's dumb. Um, yeah, and then we we sell that for ten thousand dollars. Um. Well, speaking of sales and people that are trying really hard to be good at sales, today we're talking about <laughs> licorice pizza. <laughs> licorice pizza. I think that was a decent. I knew where that was going. I knew where it was going the whole time, and I was just like, I, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and let him keep going. I was gonna say Cooper Valentine in this movie would be super into NFTs if this took place in 2021. Uh, he yeah. would be the most annoying but also, person on the world. <laughs> but he also probably would make He'd millions. make millions. Absolutely. Because he would have been in on it like really early, yep. just like the... Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, today we're talking about Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the biggest, most acclaimed directors of all time, and his new movie, Licorice Pizza, which is probably like most people's most like hyped up movie of the year. Um. I mean, yeah. it's up there with like when Dune was out and French Dispatch. Like people were really excited for this movie. Still are, cause uh, well, by the time this is out, I'm sure you'll be able to see it. I think this this episode might actually come out on Christmas, Jeff. So Merry Christmas, everybody! If you oh Merry <laughs> Christmas to everyone, and also Happy Hanukkah yeah. a few weeks ago if you're a Jew. <laughs> I didn't even put the math together. Late hap- Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hanukkah is like. A week and yeah. a half ago from when we recorded yeah. this. <laughs> um, but anyways, this uh, this is Paul Thomas Anderson's latest. And the synopsis reads, Alana Kane and Gary Valentine grow up, run around, and fall in love in California's San Fernando Valley in the 1970s. That's it. That's all it is. And that is honestly a pretty accurate uh, description of this film. Because it's very loose, very summery, and very, like, just kids being kids kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's been getting a lot of buzz. There are some very... The, this synopsis leaves out one big thing, and it's that Alana Kane is 25, but maybe 28. And Gary Valentine is, I think... Do they ever confirm it? He's not 15, is he? I, th- I thought he was, like, a little bit older. I think he is 15. He's straight up 15. Okay. He's 15 or 16. All right, yeah. And that's a big part of the movie that a lot of people are uh, kind of discussing. But, yeah, we don't have any fun reviews this week because uh, this movie is very fresh and there's not enough Google reviews for there to be any. Yeah, now, words. before we... There, there is kind of one thing I wanted to bring up. And, you know, you were saying the film is receiving a lot it of buzz. It is receiving a lot of buzz, yeah. Um. We saw the film together. We did, we did. At the music box with a small group. Yep. Uh, there was four of us. Right, yep. Um, the two that are not us, I think, did not like no, this film. They, they both they both really hated this film. Um, I think one of, the, well, Cookie was one of them. Cookie really didn't like this yeah, movie. They really did not we like We won't this speak movie. on behalf of Cookie because they're not here to, you know, get in depth about their own views. Miles was just really disappointed because I know Miles and I were both really, really looking forward to this, and he, I think, came out a little disappointed. Um, 
and you and I didn't hate it. I don't think we hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I would say I am neutral toward it or slightly liked. The yeah, thing. but I didn't love it. I think I liked it the most out of our group, which was I think so embarrassing to say at the time. But I was like, you know what? I'll stand my ground. I think I enjoyed yep. this movie. <laughs> Um, and we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. The thing is, though, is that this isn't one of those movies where I'm like, you guys are crazy for, like, it's a really hard movie to defend, because I'm like, yeah, it's actually very much, like, it, it does not address the things you want it to address, or, like, justify them, is a better word. Yeah. Uh, It's, that's the thing that I think confuses me and a lot of people about mm -hmm. this film, is that there's... You know, obviously, we have to talk about this age gap thing, mm-hmm. but the film is not about the age gap and any implications of this age mm-hmm. gap. It's just treating it as if it's just a part of the film. It's not making any kind of statement on this. Well, yes, it's yes, it's I would say it's not making a statement on the pedophilic aspect. Yes, of that's, the that's age what gap. I mean. Yeah. I think I think that's what is like a little bit confusing to people mm-hmm. where it's it's not yeah it's just a, it deals with that in a really strange yeah. way that i want to hear you elaborate on well i yeah exactly um <laughs> i'm gonna say what is probably going to be repeated like over and over again um by like critics and defenders of the film and it's that yeah like the relationship is bad but it doesn't not make sense like it it makes these two coming together um and i'm not going to spoil the film or like how things pan out but i'm just like the way that it's no spoiler that they are into each other like that's the premise of the film um them being attracted to each other makes a lot of sense because she wants to be older than she is but is acting younger than she is he wants to be older than he is and is acting older than he is and they kind of meet in the middle in that way where they both share this desire to be like their own self-sufficient people while at the same time uh, really not fitting the age that they belong in. Uh, And it's like, it's a really like common bond that they share of like not really knowing what they want to do, but being so determined to go to that spot. And I think that's why the film is so kind of foggy and floaty where they just kind of dance around in different things they want to do like as soon as one job fails they hop onto the next it's like i feel like it just makes a a grander point of like where these characters stand and yeah how they really have no idea what they're doing and that's i think for me uh, i agree with all Mm -hmm. of that and i think the nature of this relationship is it's not making a comment on the generalization of this kind of relationship it's just literally telling a story about two very specific characters and why they are in this relationship yeah yep you know and that's so it's and in the just in the world i think this film makes really interesting uh like diametrically opposing viewpoints for I'm just saying like buzzwords. No, you're no. That sentence was just <laughs> nonsense. Um, I think it it it's, brings up interesting arguments about the nature 
of what stories you should tell. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are you you see on the internet people are making specific points where they're like because of this age gap i don't think this movie is good yeah 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 Mm -hmm. like specifically because of that and the thing is in the real world these are types of relationships that happen Mm -hmm. um and it's like you know should you make films about them it's just a very interesting yeah argument this where you see both sides of it totally yeah i this might be a stretch, but I've been looking at this movie the same way I looked at um, Call Me By Your Name, which I know I don't think you've seen it, uh, but no. it is about a like 17-year-old, and I think Army Hammer is late 20s. I don't fully remember his age, but it's like the same kind of age gap, and that movie like romanticizes it really hard. Like it's It makes it out to be like this dreamy fantasy, um, but... And and that's why I, I always had, like, kind of an issue with it because I was like, this is just straight-up pedophilia and it's, like, kind of creepy mm-hmm. the way Army Hammer is. And now it's even creepier knowing who Army Hammer is. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that movie gets away with it because it's, like, it similar to this movie just makes sense. And I understand that's not what a lot of people go to the movies for is, like, these off like where the majority of what there is to get out of the movie is just this is an authentic portrait of these characters at this time and i think this movie falls short in its like whole 70s thing which we'll get into in a second but i think the the amount of like truth and fun it manages to have with these two young people one of them young at least um is just like it makes it like entertaining for me at least um yeah and it gives me like a lot to connect to even if i'm like not i would never do what these kids are doing (laughs) Um, right yeah i don't know i think just the idea of nuance is is kind of just in the world in general is is getting harder and harder to to like yeah, to like support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, people just want things to be black and white everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's why this is a very, I guess, difficult film for. This is not me yeah. saying like our friends didn't get it. I fully can see where they're coming from. But I'm like, that's why. Oh, no, the, I, that's. It's a hard film to defend, is what I'm saying. Like, it, it's. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying is, as well, where I'm saying it is a difficult film. Yeah. I, I definitely did not want to sound like I no, was that's, making the like, argument they that, that uh, my viewpoint is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not saying um, that. I just, yeah, I think it's just something where you can see both sides mm-hmm. of it. And I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if anyone has to be right on this. I think. That the nuance yeah. is that we can have different opinions that there is no objective correct lens to view this film through right i think an uh, uh moving over to the other side of this there's the the way you look at the age gap which in my opinion did not affect my experience with the film that much i was just like that's that's what they're doing with the movie and then there's the we talked about this in the car the racism in the movie there's there's a mm-hmm. joke making fun of like a Japanese accent that is like so blatant. It's just like I I'm trying really maybe I'm missing some larger 
commentary that he's trying to make but i was just like this feels like it serves no other purpose than like it's it's a joke that he wanted to make and our theater was right it sounds howling like at this joke yeah it, it, yeah it was crazy it's it's a joke where the uh in the film you know the person making the joke yeah you know is portrayed as racist mm-hmm. but at the same time the joke itself is what people were laughing yeah at. yeah 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 exactly like, it, it's like half you're laughing at the fact that th- this person is mm-hmm. saying something that racist but part of it absolutely the joke is the actual mm-hmm. joke itself that people were laughing at exactly it because it, it you could argue so it, it's uncomfortable yeah it's very uncomfortable because you could argue that the m- movie's making fun of him for being a racist yeah. guy but i feel like the joke of that wasn't there the the entirety of what the film was doing with that joke was just making him racist and yeah. he was being racist to like like there there's the only humor is that he's like unaware of what he's doing but i'm like that's not yeah it's not enough to <laughs> make this funny it's right like <laughs> if that happened in real life it would you could make the a much easier argument mm-hmm. that it's funny because the person's being like that racist. yeah yeah but this is not something that was a necessary point like to include it in right film. yeah it's something that was deliberately chosen as this comedic relief moment mm-hmm. and at that point it's kind of a murky yeah yeah and that's where i'm know. like yeah the argument of it was the 70s just does not really justify it because i feel like that's what a right, lot of people it's are not the 70s yeah when they wrote the <laughs> right and it's just like that's that's such a lazy excuse to also like include that line more than once like it's a running bit in the film right. that just does not make a whole lot of sense to me um yeah it's definitely uh a gray area <laughs> yeah um at best the what i will say in regards to like the 70s it's the 70s thing is there's a lot of like crazy just misogyny in the film um that part i think was done with a little bit more care than the racism yeah. just because right. i think the film was saying like a bigger thing about just how men can get away with things and succeed in society so easily and how cooper is cooper not that's his real name but gary uh is like an early example of this like he's he's a man who when the business fails will just like pick right back up again when she rejects him we'll just like get right back in it like just super persistent and unaware and uh self-centered and i think that was it was interesting how it surrounded him with all these other just god-awful men um yeah i i thought that was like an interesting way of doing it even if it was super uncomfortable uh yeah i I think that the first scene you're talking about with like you know spanking alana's walking yeah yeah that one at least absolutely makes sense in terms of um you know world building and having you kind of jump into this understanding of the the yeah so that one i didn't have like that one i totally understood and it made sense in the context of the Mm -hmm. film yeah um okay one other note is i found it really funny that like alana kane they barely changed her name no yeah real name it's the same name (laughs) 
<laughs> and like even the last name is like almost the same. It's like Kane and yep. Haim. And her sisters in the movie are her actual sisters in real life. They're like the Haim sisters. And the and the parents were the the actual parents, right? Maybe. I, I didn't know that. But they didn't change their names either. Also, is it Haim or Haim? I think it's Haim. Alana Haim. Yeah, it's definitely Haim, not Haim. It's Haim? Yeah. Right? But but Kane is close enough. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> what? Yeah, it's Haim. Have I never heard this said before? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I've never been a fan of their music, but I've started yeah. listening to them a little bit more just in light of this, and they're really good. Really, really enjoy the the Heim sisters music. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, Who knew? I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I, I've done this before with this, when I, the safeties. Oh, yeah. Safeties? Or... I have a history of, yeah. I've never seen, I did, <laughs> I should say safeties. The safety brothers. <laughs> I wrote I, that one, though, right when I said it, I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, yeah. Which topical? At least this one. Because yeah. Benny's safety yeah. Is in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I will say though that they are like, like Hyam does make much more sense. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Since they're since they're uh, very Jewish. Yeah, true. I didn't know that, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. Well, what else? I I would say because I do. Like, when I defend this movie, I kind of bring up, like, what I've been saying already. But I also just, in general, on, like, the most surface level, just found it enjoyable to watch. It was just, I personally thought it was really funny. I, like, what's his, oh, God, Bradley Cooper, that's his name. He was just. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Was his whole funny. thing was really funny to me. And um, so there, it's just got a lot of like PTA's humor where they'll like commit so hard to like this build up, only for it to like drop down in like two seconds over some joke. It he just does that a lot, and I it really a lot of people I can imagine it's like kind of irritating, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, I just I had a good time. The thing is, um, I don't think I'm alone in saying I think it is too long. I think it's like a chunky I movie. Agree. <laughs> that needs some cutting um i remember we saw this with our friend miles mm -hmm. uh and at the end we both were like yeah after about an hour and a half we thought it was like wrapping up and there was yeah still, like <laughs> you know a ton more film right it just it kind of was doing the same thing as like once upon a time in hollywood where it's like throwing as many things and like building the atmosphere as much as possible so that you feel this like satisfying yep picture by the end but this felt like there were moments like i feel like the the racist character i forget the actor's name it's like him and um i feel like they didn't build out benny safty's character as much they're just it for as long as it was it didn't feel like it actually built out what it needed to build out it just felt like we spent a lot of time with the the couple and didn't see where it went until the very end and then i was like i want to see what happens after this ending without spoiling yeah. it um yeah but yeah so yeah i think i agree with that i also think you should go back and um edit you just gotta cover my when i said haim you just gotta <laughs> say i'm gonna say it. alana haim <laughs> okay just yeah yeah, cover yeah. It with that i'm gonna keep this part in so that um 
Uh, we pretty understands the context. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I said it right the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the context. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, okay, that's the thing. Also, I'm so unaware compared to so many people I know, like you, where you were like, I was excited about this film for like two years. <laughs> I'm like, I literally never heard of this film until like a month ago. <laughs> See, that's a nice way to go into it, though, is like, you know, kind of just, we'll yeah. see how it is. Um, but I'm like, I think that's what um, hurt a little for both me and Miles is that, like, I'm a big PTA fan. Um, yeah, you love Punch Drunk Love. Love, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, that's the thing. I, I specifically love Punch Drunk Love and Phantom Thread, which I think are his two, his only two primarily romantic films and this is the third and this is just nowhere near those other two for me as far as like what it's doing with the with the romantic tension because I think that was uh, a big issue for me that held this back from being like something really special is that I just didn't like see the romance in their characters and it's probably because like even though it makes sense, like I said, it doesn't, it's not a good idea. Like, it's kind of a gross, it's not kind of, it is a gross part, like, pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be maybe weird if he romanticized it, but he romanticizes so much else in the film, like the the adolescence thing. And I'm just like, I didn't feel the the necessary tension that you need to feel anything by the end of it, um, which is something I could I can't say about Phantom Thread and Punch on Clove because those are just fully like really gripping in my opinion. Uh anyway. That's yeah. I but at the end of the day, I still enjoyed the film and I think that's where where I stand. Are, are you, oh are you doing a, a PTA ranked? I am doing a PTA ranked. Okay, so I was gonna Don't ask spo- you where you're ranked, but I can't the I thing can't spoil is it. I, yeah but everyone look forward to that. <laughs> I don't know where this where this is even, but it's not one of my favorites of his. Even though it's still think it's a good movie, middle could be middle, could or... be bottom tier. It's kind of like the way I saw like Isle of Dogs, where I'm like, it's got right. a lot or... of the style. It's like peak PTA, but it it lacks a, a something of substance for me to connect with. Anyways, um. But yeah, I mean, we've been we've been going for a, a while now. Uh, yeah, do we have any other things we want to say about it? I thought it had a good soundtrack. Um, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack was really nice. It just, it really, it's like this year's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, honestly. But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has grown on me a lot and is just a movie that leaves a lot to be rediscovered and... PTA is not like Tarantino in that way. I feel like his stuff is a lot more. I mean, I'm, that's actually entirely not true. I take it back. I think rewatching this, I might, I might pick up on some more stuff that I didn't already. So scratch everything I just said. Yep. Um, but yeah, what are so what are you feeling for a for a score at the end of the day? Jeff? I on Letterboxd, I gave it a three point five. Nice, nice. I gave it a four. And you did. We'll see if that and goes. Cookie gave it a one and a half. One and a half. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Although I will say, Cookie's review was very detailed. Yeah. 
um, on Letterboxd, and you definitely understand it when you read a, yeah. the review of why they gave it a right. one and a half. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Like Everybody that hates this movie is completely like justified like they they there's many reasons to dislike this movie but if you're there for the mood if you if you're if this is your kind of humor uh then you're probably gonna probably gonna really like it i can't even say that's yeah yeah what are you gonna say well i was gonna say like that's the thing is is if you like the movie you still can see why people don't yeah and i think if you don't like the movie you can see why people do yeah totally i was gonna say that might have been the dumbest thing i've ever said no no it's that's true it's it's one of those movies where you can like kind of see every side of it um i was gonna say even if you're a pta fan i can't guarantee you're gonna like it because even like his diehard fans don't really get out get what they want out of this speaking as myself and other people that have seen it um any closing thoughts or did we Carson, take care of it i actually like this this look for you <laughs> it's it's very i got like, hot so casual. i had to unbutton a little bit but thank you yeah it's business casual this i is, mean the hair the cut is actually looking phenomenal it's i like where it's at right now yeah yeah the length of it is working especially for this like the shirt combo like you look like you could be working in some office and everyone's like wow that guy yeah. in the office is he's cool way hotter than everyone else here <laughs> thanks jeff i this is one of the only nice dress shirts that i own it's i think it's my dad's and he just gave it to me and i wear it anytime i get the chance but i haven't actually worn it in a long time so you're the same exact size as your dad yeah him and i are we got the same the thing is that's convenient we'll get into this well <laughs> i'm i'm definitely like a size medium uh my dad's a, a large but because i have really broad shoulders from swimming i have to swimming. wear large shirts because otherwise they get like really yeah, tight because you're too jacked i'm just too jacked from swimming um yeah. anyways that's licorice pizza <laughs> yeah if you've never seen karsten in real life karsten is jacked. yeah giant muscles uh yeah like all my shirts like, are ripped don't don't punch me or i'll die <laughs> That's what I say every time I greet Carson. He's like, "Hey, Jeff." And I'm like, "Carson, don't do not punch, punch me. me. Remember, I will die, or I'm gonna die." And I'm like, "What's new with you?" Um, yeah, this movie is out in theaters now. I think, and if it's not, it will Definitely be out when we release this in right? the last. Yeah, it'll be out in the next few days. It's gonna. You'll probably have seen the film by the time we drop this. Um, cool. And that's licorice pizza. Let's get into some questions. Let's... Would you ever eat an actual licorice pizza? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. Um, no, I hate licorice. Actually, I really I do. well. I, I hate black licorice. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Twizzler, me too. I'm neutral about. It. I don't really like it. But soft chew Australian licorice is where it's at. Uh, interesting. I've never had it before. But yeah, it's like this really soft licorice you can like chew, and it the fruit flavors are much better than normal mm. see i'm a big red twizzler fan um both see, the cherry and strawberry okay. do you like the the pull in the pull, like the pull oh, they're really good too ones or whatever 
I know that's controversial. A lot of people hate Twizzlers. No, those are better. Yeah, those, those are, are really yeah, good too. Yeah. But the um, the black licorice, I can't do. It's like a really okay. strong taste. Black licorice is awful. It's but bad. The best Twizzlers is the the red and yellow ones that are like filled with stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those are the best. Those are Twizzlers. nice. Um, but pizza, I can get down with some pizza, not with licorice. Yeah, I mean, it. if you had licorice pizza, you could just take the licorice off. Right, it's right. Good to go. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get into questions. This first one comes from the Patreon. That's right. If you pledge $15 or more on Patreon, you get your questions answered in these episodes. Um, just we put or them on the stage. The, the hangout. Or on the hangout. Yeah. Which we. I mean, everyone gets their question answered in the hangout. Yeah. We don't, like, imagine if someone came to the hangout and they're like, you have to ask you a question. And we're just like, like, like your face. And you're like, I'm not answering that. Yeah. We're like, no. no like, no. who do you think you are? You're like, I'm just like, cut their mic, cut their mic. Yeah. I mute them. <laughs> you're like, we have a question. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> for the record we don't do that in our hangouts <laughs> we can we do not do that um but this one comes from patron coop and it's have you guys gotten festive and decorated your places for christmas it's a good question no. yeah no i have it's a good question the answer is no i haven't no. yet um but i did go to chris kindle market and i bought this ornament that i'm gonna take out right now it's a cat. Um, but actually, this isn't mine. This is my sister's. I'm bringing it home for her for Christmas. And yeah. Well, hopefully she doesn't watch this. No, she won't. <laughs> this, this is actually a very topical question considering this is coming out on Christmas. So yeah, no, she'll, she won't. My my sister does not watch our podcast. I hope you know this. Yeah. Um, no one uh, that I'm related to watches it either. My mom actually does listen to it. Yeah. Episode. My mom listened to the election so. one, and she said she was laughing on her entire walk. And I was like, that's funny <laughs> that you listened to that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't. I'm going to put up some lights around my windows, I think, but that's about it. Yeah. For me, as someone who celebrates both Christmas and Hanukkah, uh-huh. um, we did have the menorah here. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's not really decorating. That's just an integral part of the yeah, holiday. Yeah, that's, that's what you do. It's like getting a Christmas like, tree. That you need it. That's like the thing. Yeah. Nice. Well, that answers the question, I guess. I, I guess this is speaking for us in the past, but by the time this is out, my place is going to be decked out with mm-hmm. decorations. Um, but thank you, Coop, for that question. The next one is from black panther dies and it's is there a movie scene that consistently gives you chills um uh you know what because it's well actually yes the ending of portrait of a lady on fire when they were looking at each other at the opera that's like that's like one of the best scenes that's like it's always giving me chills yeah okay yeah i mean there's probably a few, yeah. but one I definitely could think of is the end of the Life Aquatic. You know when they're oh in the yeah 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 yep yep that's when a really they play good the Sigur Rose song. Yep, that's a classic. Yep. Um, I also think the end of Knives Out when the whole family leaves and Anadarmas is sitting up there with the mug and looking down at them. It's really it's a really satisfying yeah. ending. Also. Um, in MVP Most Valuable Primate, when the chimpanzee <laughs> switches place 
with the girl and then she wins the hockey game at the end yep yep classic cinema moment um you know what i i hope you know jeff i'm actually going to end up talking about most valuable primate as well as in the air bud number two i'm not going to talk about them in the first there the thing is and i've had this plan for a while that airbud thing is going to be a trilogy of videos oh yeah part one it's will be, be big it's a big project part one is only the airbud movies part two is air buddies part three is monkey movies and pup star which are yeah. like I like it because it just slowly gets Airbud is like not a terrible thing. Air buddies don't need to happen, but the monkey movies, it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah. Well, they're actually um, apes. Apes. Well, yeah, but there's there's another monkey where they do movies with him. Um, called there's, wait, they do movies with the monkey. Yeah, Monkey Up is the name of the movie. I what? encourage you to look up Monkey Up on Letterboxd. That is one that I have seen. Monkey Up. (laughs) You're going to be blown away by Monkey Up. Wait, wait, wait. Is this just (laughs) the movie Up, but with monkeys? No, 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 no. A talking monkey seeks to gain fame and fortune as a movie star, but instead finds what's most important, a family. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, all I saw was just the colored balloons on the poster, (laughs) so I was like, wait, did they just remake the movie Up, but with monkeys? Call it Monkey Up. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah well it has a lot of one half star ratings yeah that's, i'm one of them that's not a great chart if you're looking at the video no that's not... no oh so you watched this uh, with the group it seems like yep we did a netflix party i think um yeah. and uh the tagline wrote, is don't ask the ta- <laughs> no one asked so the tagline is a lot of people ask i'm looking at the comments a lot of people ask 52 comments that is a lot of asks yeah (laughs) yeah one of the comments a lot of comments how far have you fallen bro um yeah that's really good the comment section went kind of off on my letter or my licorice pizza review yeah oh i saw them they were insane um yeah. yeah, everyone wrote Jeffrey Borslow moment, and then one person put, "Why do your reviews always have way more comments despite <laughs> you having like thirty times less followers than him?" Well, the reason for that is Karsten turned off. Yeah, comments. I don't even uh, I don't uh, welcome comments. <laughs> but then after, right after that, about ten people responded with, "You ruined it." Yep, yep, because they did. They ruined. The they streak. did ruin it. It was a flawless streak of yep. Jeffrey Borslow moment, and someone ruined it again. I saw at the end of yep. the "You ruined it" streak. Um, yep. and then the last person wrote still Carson Runquist moment <laughs> in my opinion all comes full circle um, <laughs> let's see this next one comes from Pan Chase and it's what is a movie you found the most relatable and also if slash when you come back to Europe uh, I recommend going to Portugal especially uh, Sintra which is close to Lisbon it's genu- genuinely one of the most beautiful places. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things about Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason I haven't gone to Portugal get uh, Portugal yet is explicitly uh, for geography reasons. In that it's, it's really all the way through. at the end of Europe. Yep, not convenient. so. I would have to be like doing a trip to Spain as well. Yeah, yeah. So not a. I mean, which I did end in Spain last time. I went to Bilbao. Yeah, um, but it's like way further right to the west. 
but at some point i definitely will be going to portugal yeah as will i what was the other part hopefully. of the question uh it's what's a movie what is a movie you found the most relatable most relatable probably most valuable primate uh not <laughs> yeah i mean as a someone who wanted to play hockey growing up and they yeah. couldn't i just saw myself in the chimp <laughs> uh, most relatable most relatable um would you say for you it's it's that's a pretty easy question for you right it's kazam <laughs> kazam yeah yeah as a genie um yeah i mean you grant wishes all the time right 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 right, right. um damn i'm trying to think what the most You're like relatable the Mr. beast of film youtube <laughs> yeah i give away blu-rays i don't know um <laughs> you give away posters okay i just remembered the story of the fantastic mr fox japanese poster in your apartment <laughs> it's really i was funny. over at carson's apartment and <laughs> he pointed to this poster i was walking he's like so I bought this on the internet, and then it came, and this is what I got. So Karsten, he tried to buy a like Japanese Fantastic Mr. Fox poster. Yep. And I look on the wall, and this poster <laughs> is about three inches big. <laughs> the tiniest thing you've ever seen. I paid like $50 for it, and it shows up. And I was like, that's a tiny envelope. And then I open it, and I'm like, no fucking way. No way like is this the, the poster. The, it's like the people who order couches on the internet, but it's just like a model couch. Yep, yep. Dude, but I was... You, you got that with the movie play. That's so funny. Pissed. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good story. Okay. Uh, uh, anyways, film we most relate to. I'm going to say there's this movie that came out last year called shit house um and it's <laughs> it's i don't it, it's a long story why it's called that but it's about a college uh freshman moving in uh and it's like it's like one of those like freshman year college movies um and there's a lot to relate to in that movie it's like a very very accurate depiction and uh mm -hmm. i think i just looked at my letterbox and i'm like that's the most recent one where i was like oh my god this is all I'm pretty sure like most things that happened in that movie happened to me. Um so yeah, that's that's yeah. a good one. Um Yeah, this is a good question. I don't it know is if a, I can come up with an answer. It's a tough question. Need some time for this one. Um I guess the village is right cuz some kind of heaven you I mean, I'm not uh <laughs> that old. I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. It would be funny if I just came up with like the worst answer possible for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, licorice yeah, pizza. I mean, <laughs> I guess you know what? Duck soup. Duck soup. Yeah, it's That's about a good this one. like fake European like war from the twenties, and none of it makes any sense. <laughs> and that's you. That's what, yeah, that's, that's me. What you're all about. Um, great. We have one more question. And this one comes from straight view underscore five one oh two. And this one is more topical now than it was before, even though because it's properly the end of the year now, but it's simply Spotify wrapped. That's the question. Which I think implies they want to know our Spotify wraps. Um Ooh, yeah. Jeff, did you so do it? This, this is year? a weird year though, because I normally um like when I you know, I normally am traveling a lot more uh-huh 
Yeah. Um, so I listened to a lot of stuff, but this year it kind of was like just a continuation of last year where it's almost the exact same list. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, let me, let's see. how do I let me find, find my, it. does it yeah, expire? I, I do remember, it, I think it expires, so we might not what have What the hell? <laughs> Wait, oh, see who you listen to. There it is. Um, you can just search it. Uh, ba 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 God, this, it's so slow this year. Actually, I'll just pull up the screenshot I took of, like, my final stats, because uh, I feel like that's a little bit more efficient. Um, my oh, no, top... Turn the mute it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My top artist for the second year in a row was Slow Tie. I was in his top 0.05% of listeners, which feels good. Um, number two was Polo G. Number three was Nicholas Patel, because I listened to the Succession soundtrack the entire mm-hmm. year. Number four was Beach Bunny, who that's kind of funny because yeah. <laughs> they're sort like Beach Bunny one was in Jerry's top five as well. Really? Yeah, they're really I, like, good about them. And yeah. then he, apparently he just plays that at work a lot. That's hilarious. And number five was Baby Keem, who I got really into this year. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. top genre was underground hip hop. So that's my that's brief rundown of my Spotify Wrapped. Um, we I th- oh we already announced our our like podcast Wrapped stuff, but that's yeah that's that. Um, what's yours look like though, Jeff? So what's the what's it look like? Yeah, so mine, uh, my number one again is the magnetic fields. Right. Yep. Uh, number two fan. is uh, Sufjan. Oh, wow. He really came through this year. Yeah, apparently. I think it's because I just didn't listen as much as like last few years. So, yeah. I, I, and also when I would jump in the car, I would listen to my like, you know, the the one, the place that makes there just the songs you listen to a lot. Yeah, so yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. It's like a reinforcing thing <laughs> where it just really yeah. hammer them in. Yeah. Yeah. So like my number one song was Sufjan's The Predatory Wasp of the palisades mm. wow and then, i i don't think i ever know the full title of this wait it's is out to get us mm. i never it on spotify it never scrolls all the way to the end of that long yeah title, so i didn't even know that was the full title Who knows? <laughs> um, nice yeah that's, and a, that's also spot. like adrian lanker was in the top five yeah yeah but yeah nice solid spotify wrapped another great year of music another great year of music (laughs) um what was your favorite podcast of this year? that i listened oh episode of ours no 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 no. i was gonna say like of other some other podcast that like is just another podcast you enjoy i to be honest do not listen to a lot of podcasts but i am gonna plug them again uh, because they, I, they, they're probably the ones I listen to the most consistently. It's Improv is Dead, which is Dan White and Tim Lyons' podcast. At this point, Damien, too. Um, they have a really great improv podcast that yeah. I personally listen to all the yeah, time. Yeah, we should have them on our podcast. And we had I'd Dan love to on, have them on yeah. before. But yeah, we should have them on again. Yeah. Because Tim also is, you know, in He's that show on moves, Fox. You know? Yeah. Um, I but yeah. The one with dancing yeah after you guys finish this episode i highly recommend you checking out improv is dead 
because yep. they are funny. Um, always, as always, I recommend the Memory Palace. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's a great podcast. If you're looking for like some, you know, short kind of American history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. pretty good. Anyways, nice. Let's wrap things up. Let's do Let's our Cars Cast wrap up. Cars Cast wrapped. Um, starting with next week's movie, which, judging by the timing of this, I'm going to suggest we watch Don't Look Up, that new Adam McKay movie starring literally everyone in the world um not literally okay but have you you've heard Where of it, is it Jeff, available? Right? i've not heard of it at all i've never heard of it really before. it's gonna be on netflix um drops on okay. christmas and the synopsis is two low-level astronomers upon discovering that a meteor will strike the earth in six months go on a media tour to try to warn the world but find an unreceptive and unbelieving pa- uh, populace um yeah okay, that sounds fun i'm in Stars Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, and a lot more. Um, Rob Morgan. Alana Haim? <laughs> Alana Haim is not in this, no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. It's a lot of those big stacked casts um, that is apparently getting a lot of mixed reviews, but I personally am a fan of Adam McKay, so I will be looking forward to it. Um, right, great. What's your uh, favorite Adam McKay movie? Uh, what's our favorite Adam McKay movie? Yeah, well, what's yours? Um, it's going to be embarrassing. Actually, I think, um, let me double check he did this. He did a lot of those big, yeah, I really like um, Talladega Nights. I think that's That one. is a good one. The great comedies of the 2000s. I also yeah. did really what like What is your Vice. favorite not comedy? From these. Adam McKay? Uh, I think they're all, in a way, sort of comedies, but I think Vice would be my favorite of his. Yeah. I mean, I don't know recent if The Big Short series. is a comedy. The Big Short's not a comedy, but I don't like The Big Short that much. I need to rewatch it. Ooh. Um, I, I know. I think I like it. I yeah, like everyone Short. likes it. I was in high school when I saw it, and I think I was just confused and distracted, so I didn't enjoy it. But I, I should give it another chance because Jeremy Strong is in it. Um, but that's our next movie is Don't Look Up. And next, we want to read a review from the lovely people over at Chartable. Um, and that, those lovely people could be you. You can yeah, leave a review me. on Apple Podcasts. It could be anywhere. It could be Jeff. Uh, and yeah, this one comes from... H H H F F T Y Y J J S J S F. Subject line is "What's better than this?" Five stars, and it reads, "Just some guys being dudes." Thank you. I mean, pretty much, yeah. That is what it is. That is what it is. So thank you for that lovely review. And Please we leave us reviews, even if our tongues are not working correctly. Uh, yeah, my my tongue got better. I don't know about yours. Mine but, um, got a little bit better. It's still a little rough. <laughs> Um, next, lastly, we'd like to thank the patrons, our favorite group of people that pay us online. Um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely my number one. You have a couple of groups that pay you online. Well, but the patrons, you know, you just can't. Yeah, I mean, it. It just, if you had to pick which group of patrons are your favorite, would it be the Carson Runquist patrons or the Karst Cast patrons? Now, keep I would in say mind that the... the only people listening to this are the Karst Cast patrons. It's the... <laughs> It would be the Cars Cast patrons who also pledged to the Dirtbag Indiegogo because there it, there isn't there is an overlap, and those guys, you guys are the best. You guys really 
keep me going. So thank you. Um, and that's a great segue. Cars cast on three. T- One, two, two three. three. Cars, Cars cast. cast. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to become a patron, get in on these fun chants. Head on over to patreon.com slash carscast where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and Zoom hangouts. Um, we also will probably be doing merch pretty soon, maybe the next year. It's a little too late to start merch right now, but uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I saw cause... some spec merch that Karsten had made. Yeah, and yeah. And it it's phenomenal. I mean, we I think you, you described it last week. What? That what the merch was oh yeah 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 so it, um, but it, I, i've seen it in person it's great yep um and yeah we uh will it's a great way to support us if you listen to the podcast pretty consistently this is a great way to you know give us some money and help also us to get make fun it merch. even better get fun merch get cool I mean, perks designed by more Carson cars cast himself my in illustrator his own his own fingers created this merch um i mean the design so yeah. he did not he did not i didn't i didn't sew the shirts but yeah the, here's that shout out thank you alex thomas anson Contreras, antonio demarco blake root boat brandon you brock schultz camilla coop david david sir eden finn jr gavin gibson grant gow harry Remedian, harry remedianakis iva jane easton john van hout carson do a backflip katie t live rob lukewarm maddie robertson martin deaf mary lee borslow meridian monopoly shrimp on the barbie monroe page nora b riley ost sean kenny sophia arieta stella perry supercalf cali fragilistic expialidocious smitty Warbin, jagerman jensen tobias broke tom likes beans west kinley wiley todd xavier fossier yusuf a zoinks and zoe hernandez mcdonald stuttered a lot during that one that was you know you try to go too fast you spin out yeah, you added some added style. Some style. With the, the like the mama ma thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little song and dance. Um, yeah, I liked yeah, it personally. Well, thank you. That does it for the episode. Uh, Jeff, I had a good time hanging with you, Karsten. I had a good time too. You know, I mean, it was maybe a little more fun when we were in person, but but it's what happens. Also, um, whenever I went to Karsten's to record the podcast, the last few episodes, I would drink about seven glasses of water. Here's that. Yeah, there it is. Carson's it's empty. water. That's how good at it is. His apartment is so good because he has like I think good tap water, and then he has a Brita filter. We're all convinced uh, you've never used a Brita filter before because I've used just, a Brita it filter. Is simply fine, simply fine. Carson's water is phenomenal. It's the best <laughs> water I've ever had. Carson, you could bottle this water, and you could just quit YouTube. I could make bottle a bottle water from your apartment and sell it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff, and thanks, listeners. Jeff, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Flip side.